I'm going to talk about um, what I've been learning from the life of Sarah. Um, this spans from chapters 12 through to 23 of Genesis. Um, and I'm going to share a few points from the moments in our life that we can learn from um, and about what it looks like to trust in God. Um, so I've got a few, a few things um, about who Sarah is, first of all. Um, she was a very beautiful woman. In her old age, she was even remarked for her beauty. Um, Sarah was the wife of Abraham, known as the father of our faith. Um, so Sarah would be known as the mother of our faith. Um, you may know more of the regard held for Sarah in the New Testament. So in 1 Peter 3, she's known for her marital obedience. And in Hebrews 11, she's commended for her faith. And she's the only woman in the Bible that's recorded um, of her age and her death. Um, God's promises to Abraham that were, uh, were for Sarah as well. Um, so their lives were wrapped up together. Um, so God speaks to Abraham primarily a lot of the time. Um, but we know that these things affect Sarah significantly as well. Um, so Sarah herself was instrumental in God's plan to bless all the families of the earth through, um, the line, through her offspring. Um, and we know that that ultimately leads to the line of Jesus. Um, um, <laughs> they had a massive call. Um, and uh, they probably couldn't have comprehended how big it was. Um, and one, one of the big issues in Sarah's life was that she was barren. Um, and we can see that underlies a lot of the ups and downs of her life. Um, she was a real person with real-life problems, just like us. And God's plan was to use Sarah for greater purposes than she could have even known. Um, so to start, we're starting from Genesis 12. So you can join me there if you want. Um, it really kicks off for them, and God calls Abraham. So God speaks for the first time since Noah, and he's now initiating relationship with Abraham and speaking to him. Um, and so God's introduction is, go. That's God's way of saying hello. Um, God tells Abraham to leave his home and go somewhere he doesn't yet know. Um, so that's a pretty big task. Um, but God also says, I will bless you, and you will be a blessing, and all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. Bless, bless, bless. That's what God seals it with. Um, so God is calling Abraham to a journey of trust in him. And this is to go and to trust and to be blessed. Now, Abraham doesn't ask any questions. He just goes. Such was the strong conviction that God had spoken to him. And God had said, and God would be with him. He uproots everything. His family, his settled wife, Sarah. And they are obedient Abraham had no tangible answer for Sarah. I imagine she was asking the typical wife-like questions, like, where are we actually going? <laughs> what do we need for this journey? Um, but still, Sarah was obedient, and she was obedient to Abraham and, and to God through that. When God calls, we are to trust with obedience. When you have conviction that God has spoken to you, and when it requires action and sacrifice... We have to obey immediately and trust God to show you the way and that he will bless you on the way. Trust in what he has said and that that is what you need to know, even if it's not everything that you want to know. My next point is um, from chapter 12, a little bit further down, um, verses 6 to 9. And we read about Abraham building altars to the Lord um, on his journey and worshipping and meeting with God. 
Um, you may want to look from chapter 12, verse 10 onwards, as I look at what happens next. Um, there was a severe famine, um, so Abraham went down to Egypt. He was entering new territory, and he was fearful, and his wife was very beautiful, so he decides that it would be a good idea to fob her off as his sister, um, for fear of the reason that they would kill him because she was so beautiful, so they'd want her. So he thinks it's a really good idea to pimp out his wife. That's basically what he's doing. Um, And Pharaoh went after Sarah, because she seemed available. Um, But God steps in and saves their marriage. He sends plagues to Pharaoh's house, and so the truth comes out that way. They get sent sent away in a marital mess. Um, They take everything with them. So what can we learn from this? Well, Abraham stepped off course. Out of fear, he went down to Egypt, and trouble followed from that decision. God had just called them to walk with him, and they were walking and worshipping God, and Abraham knew that God had not called him to Egypt. So he went off path. He went off the path that God had called him on, and he went down to Egypt. Verse 10 says he went to sojourn there, or sojourn, I don't know how you actually say it, Um, which means to have a break or a holiday. So he went for a holiday down to Egypt. (laughs) I only found that out yesterday. I was like, um, so he's he's making a quick fix for the problems that he's facing in the famine. Um, So one wrong choice led to the next when Abraham asked his wife to lie about who she was. Not only that, but let her be a prostitute for the sake of his safety, which doesn't do a lot for your confidence in your husband. And it's not ju- just that this is acceptable, just because it's the old, in the Old Testament and all oh, that happens a lot and things were different back then. Just because things are socially accepted does not make them right by God. That applies for them as much as it does for now. There are serious moral issues with prostituting your wife. God's concern. <laughs> this is a serious point. God's concern for Abraham and Sarah's marriage is so clear throughout their life. Just from what I've been reading, it's so clear. And he demonstrates his intentions and purposes for marriage. And God's values don't change. So we see things certainly got worse for Abraham once he'd taken that step down. He probably didn't think things could be much worse from a famine. He was trying to wangle a bit of a holiday from it all. And he ended up putting everything on the line. So here we have what I would describe as a slippery slope of mistrust. Stepping off course and out of trusting God will affect everything. With Abraham, one decision seems to lead to the next decision. And he's not fearing God, but fearing his circumstances. The famine, being killed, lying about his wife... And he's not reflecting someone that's walking and trusting in God at that moment. And his promises and protection or provision that God can provide. We must instead trust God with every step. Chapter 13.3 tells us that they went up from Egypt. Back to where Abraham had first made an altar to the Lord. Abraham didn't worship God in Egypt. This point of worship provides us with a helpful gauge in how we make our decisions and take steps, with our end goal being to honour God. 
Honouring God needs to be at the centre of what we do and the decisions that we make. In every circumstance and the decisions that we make, we must keep our focus on living our lives in worship of him. God saves Abraham and Sarah from where they were, and there is a sense of recommitment when Abraham goes up from Egypt, and he makes his steps right with God. And by God's grace, we always have that opportunity. And so it's because of that that we want to pursue committing each of us, each step of our journey to God. Um, my final point features Sarah more specifically, who until this point, um, in chapter 16, we have not heard a lot from her. We know that she's been waiting 10 long years, and God's been speaking primarily to Abraham, and she has seemed to follow obediently. Now, though, we see some desperate and mistrusting measures that take place. And from chapter 16, verse 2, we know that Sarah knows that God has prevented her from having children. And that's the start of her eloquently put plan to Abraham. She decides, in a situation as she sees it, to give away her female servant to Hagar. Um, Hagar to Abraham. Um, in order to get children that way. So her plan works, but she soon regrets it. And Hagar has one up on her. Abraham gets the blame for Sarah's idea. And Sarah has a bus up with Hagar, and Hagar runs away pregnant and single. So there's a bit of a mess left from that situation. Just a bit. And this is a result of Sarah's adulterous plan to have what she wanted in the only way she could see and make it possible. And you can see the regret as soon as she sees what she's done. God causes Hagar to go back and submit to Sarah, and they live in this situation for 13 years. Just a little bit awkward. They're living with those consequences for 13 years. Sarah's biggest weakness is not that she struggles to wait, or that she feels the heartache, as she clearly does, or that she wonders and questions and doubts God. It's, it's not that. That's not her weakness. But that she actively takes things into her, her own hands. And that this plan was not God's plan. It was Sarah's plan. The consequences speak for themselves. Sarah was drawing attention and focus to what God had prevented her from having. That she got so disillusioned and did what she could to get that thing but she lost sight of the fact that it wasn't about what she could do, but what God could do. When she stopped holding on to God's promises, she lost sight of the God who promised. And when we put our trust in him and our sights on him, our God, we will not be put to shame. So just a summary to remind you of the key points. We are called to trust with obedience. When God calls, we must go. Trust with every step. In every circumstance and with every decision, we must honour God. God bails Abraham and Sarah out in all their failings. He was good to them. And Sarah had her son Isaac, and she laughed a lot. You can look that for yourselves. The reality of their sin and failings runs alongside their great faith and obedience. And we are just like them in our failings. We really are. And God called us to be just like them in our faith. And finally, 
Trusting with patience. When waiting is tough and the promises of God don't seem close and God's plan isn't what we thought, we are to hold on to the God of our promises. He is trustworthy. God's plan is much bigger than our own and there is great training at work in us who trust him.